On episode 386 of Nintendo Switchcraft, I asked you what Super Nintendo games you wanted on Switch, and you responded. Tetris 99 gets a crossover with Fire Emblem coming soon, and Smash Tournament bans a character. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hello, this is Crazy Legs from Billings, Montana, and you are listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Everybody, welcome back to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live in a couple of different spots. If you want to watch on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm recording the show over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And if you want to watch the Saturday show live, I'm recording over at uh, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Trevor B. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show, that's super easy too. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device and I may even play it on the show. All right, without any further ado, let's talk Nintendo. Okay, the first story of today that I want to talk about is all about the Super Nintendo rumors coming to the Nintendo Switch. We, you know, I had Pear uh, Schneider on the show a couple episodes ago. We talked about the the uh, FCC application showing off the uh, Super Nintendo controller uh, with a a Switch like model number. It starts with HAC, and I forget the numbers afterwards. It's not really important, uh, but. You know, we agreed that it's probably inevitable and imminent where we're going to be getting Super Nintendo games on the Nintendo Switch. And then last episode, I gave you uh, my 10 games, not the ones that I think will come, but the ones that 10 games that I, I, I'm not sure will come, but I would really like to see on the Nintendo Switch. And uh, if you want to listen, check out that list, go back and listen to the previous episode. And if you want to hear my conversation with Per Schneider of IGN, go back and listen to the episode before that. But at the end of my episode or at the end of my discussion, uh, I asked what games you wanted to come to the Nintendo Switch. That was just yesterday. So we haven't had too much time for these answers to trickle in. If uh, you think of something that you want to add to the list, it's e- super easy to get a hold of me. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can email me uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can just leave a comment in the comment section down below uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. That being said, I got a couple of YouTube comments and some tweets. So let's get started. Uh, first off, it says uh, YouTube. I got a YouTube comment from Mecca Cod, and they said, uh, "Not sure if you're aware, but if they do release Super Nintendo games next month, they will be starting with those data mined, uh, with those data mined ones from earlier this year." So some of you might be wondering what exactly is he referring to? And I talked about this on the show a, a while back, back in back in January, I think. Uh, I talked about this, but there was a data miner that found some evidence of Super Nintendo stuff on Nintendo Switch Online's code. And what games were they talking about? Well, uh, they were talking about these ones. 
Uh, Breath of Fire 2, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Demon's Crest, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Kirby Superstar, The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Pilot Wings, Poppin Twin B, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Stunt Race FX, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario All-Stars, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Super Soccer. So those are the games that were data mined, uh, 22 games, uh, including Star Fox 2, which is a surprise because up until now, the only way that you've been able to play that legally is by having a Super Nintendo uh, classic. Uh, so those are the games that have been data mined, but that doesn't tell me what games that, um, that you want to come to the Nintendo switch. So, uh, I went to another YouTube comment. This one comes from arcade fist. They said the 10 games that I would like to play on the go are the donkey Kong country games, one, two, and three super Metroid star Fox one and two, uh, Batman returns. I don't think that that's going to happen just because of lightness, light, licensing issues uh but hey you know what that would be awesome if it did uh cool spot now that is that is a deep pull cool spot if you guys don't know what cool spot is uh if okay so let's let's bring up a seven up logo seven up logo uh if you bring up a seven up logo what you will see uh, is that it's it's basically it says seven up and then there's a big red dot in the middle and back in the 90s they were they were trying to make a video game out of everything, and so that little circle, uh, that red circle, became a character uh, both ma- on uh, commercials quite a bit. Like he would wear a pair of black sunglasses, and he was had like stick figure arms and legs, and would walk around and do stuff. And sure enough, they made a Seven Up video game called Cool Spot. And I love that Arcade Fist wants that to come to the Nintendo Switch. I think that that's really hilarious and awesome. Uh, His list goes on. He says, The Incredible Hulk. And then finally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. And I I totally agree with Turtles in Time. Of this list, I don't really care about the Donkey Kong Country games. uh, But Super Metroid, I think it would be a great idea. Batman Returns would be awesome, but I don't see that happening. Cool Spot, I don't see that happening. And The Incredible Hulk, I don't see happening. So I think that Arcade Fist is in for some disappointment. At least as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't see a lot of licensing issues getting in the way here. Uh, Chad is laughing about the idea of 7-Up right now, and and Cyrax wants to drink some 7-Up right now. Uh, We also got a tweet from Ivan Rodriguez. Ivan uh, tweeted out that he never owned a Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry, not a Nintendo Switch, a Super Nintendo. Um, But he has played a lot at Friends uh, Josie's back in the day. And the games that they want to see... Our Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, Pilot Wings. I can't believe that I left Pilot Wings off the list. And by the way, well, okay. Again, this this is the list of games that I didn't think were coming. That's not true either. How do I explain how I made my list? Games that I didn't think were obvious, but I really wanted to play. Okay, so that's how I made my list. And Pilot Wings... I think that that's an obvious one. I think that it's going to come to the Switch because Pilot Wings was uh, a, it was a pretty big deal on the Super Nintendo. But I think that it's good that he mentioned it. Uh, here's one, 
that I think is very not obvious and I can't believe I didn't think of. And that's Zombies Ate My Neighbors. This game is like a twin stick shooter uh, where you control the direction that you're moving with the the D-pad and you control the direction that you're shooting with the face buttons, I believe, if I remember correctly. And it is two-player and would work wonderful, wonderfully on uh, playing the playing it on SNES Online. Uh, that, that game would just work great for that. I remember... Uh, back when I first started streaming, my son and I sat down and we streamed on Twitch, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. It's a really fun game. And it's also, you know, it, it says zombies in the title, but it's like, it's ridiculous. You're shooting, you, sh- you shoot the zombies with water. It's very innocuous and uh, uh, it's very fun. So make sure that you check that out. Uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin. I don't know if I played that one. But I think it, it, I, I don't think it's going to happen just because of licensing issues. Uh, Earthworm Jim, definitely a possibility. In fact, I just saw that come to the Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, so I think that licensing issues could probably be worked out with that. Uh, Alien 3, uh, I don't know how good that game was, but the movie I really didn't like. Uh, so. You know, maybe it's a good movie. I can't or a good game. I can't remember. And of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. A lot of people seem to really want that Turtles in Time game, and I don't blame them because that's a fantastic game. It's a game that my son and I have played on my arcade cabinet. That's uh, like right behind me here, uh, quite a bit. Uh, Roger Dodger on Twitter sent me a tweet. They said my top ten Super Nintendo games in no particular order. Top Gear Two. I've never played. Oh no, that's not Top Gear Two. It's it, they numbered their list, so it's Top Gear, and then the next one is Super Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, uh, Killer Instinct. I know a buddy of mine loves Killer Instinct, and every time we get together and and I bring the retro pie over, we sit down and he just destroys me at Killer Instinct. And I bet you he would really like that game to come to the Nintendo Switch via Super Nintendo Online. Uh, Super Mario World, Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin probably won't happen due to licensing issues. However, that game was awesome back in the day. Although I do believe it was it was it was a better game on the Genesis than it was on the Super Nintendo. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Lion King, and then Nolan Ryan's Baseball. Uh, this is the first. Um, sports game that has been listed and i'm gonna uh throw a curveball to everybody who knows me knows i really don't care about sports but madden 92 is a game that i loved playing i can't remember if it was a a, um, a super nintendo game or a genesis game but madden 92 i had so much fun with back in the day when i was a kid uh so i would like to see that uh like an old madden game you know just one of each genre oh uh, NBA Jam would be amazing too. So since we're talking about sports, I want I want a hockey game, a football game, a baseball game, and um, hockey uh, basketball game. You know, I want all of those, like one of each, to come to the Nintendo Switch via the uh, Super Nintendo stuff. But I think that's going to be tough with licensing, uh, especially with games that had the real players in them. Uh, that that will be really really tough. Uh, Super Mario Kart, which people were giving me a hard time because I didn't include it in my list. I didn't include it in my list because it's too obvious. I'm sure it's going to come. And 
in addition to that, it's going to be awesome to play that online. Uh, and then finally, their, the last one that they listed is uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. And I was on the sc- wrong screen the whole time, so you guys couldn't see the tweet. But it's there. You're just going to have to trust me. Uh, but uh, I think that those are all really, really good choices. And I look forward to hearing more of your ideas for games that are coming to uh, Switch. Cyrax in chat is saying, I hope we get F-Zero. Uh, F-Zero is definitely a game that I want on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, being able to play that online would be fantastic. And, um, it you know, it makes me want to break out my Super Nintendo Classic right now and play it, if for no other reason than just to hear the awesome uh, music in that game. The, the music in F-Zero is some of the best music on the Super Nintendo uh, total. Uh, so anyway... Those are uh, that's the feedback that I got from you guys as far as Super Nintendo games. Keep that stuff coming and we can keep talking about it on the show for a while. Uh, But uh, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a crossover with Tetris 99 that's coming soon. And I actually am looking forward to this. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you. May I help you? And in Seattle at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. And uh, thank you to those sponsors for sponsoring the show. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Tetris 99. They have done a couple of crossover events so far. Uh, and if you don't know, well, first off, if you have Nintendo Switch online, you get access to Tetris 99 for free. You don't have to go to the store and buy it. You can play it for free if you are subscribed to Nintendo Switch online, which costs $20 a year. And it is definitely worth it if for no other reason than to play Tetris 99 if you're a fan of Tetris. Now, one of the things that they've been doing with Tetris 99 is they have been having uh, these events uh, in Europe, they're called Grand Prix. In the uh, States, it's called uh, Tetris. I can't remember what what they call them. Uh, but basically, it's it's just a weekend where you are playing a bunch of Tetris and earning points. And the higher that you place in Tetris 99, the more points you get. And if you earn enough points, then you will unlock a skin for Tetris 99 that you can then use whenever you want. So, for instance, the first one... Uh, was Game Boy themed. So you ended up unlocking a Game Boy style Tetris theme. So it was just like playing on the original Game Boy back in the day. It looked really fantastic. The colors overall were really good. And uh, they even change up the music a little bit. Then the next one that they did where they had another crossover event was with Splatoon 2. And I wasn't really looking forward to that one so much. But then when I turned it on, I was like, wow, this theme is really cool. So I ended up playing and unlocking it. And it's 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 pretty awesome. I still I still like the um, uh, the, the 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 Game Boy Tetris version better. Uh, but the Splatoon theme is pretty cool. Uh, the new one that they're going to have, and this is according to Nintendo of Europe. I haven't seen anything from Nintendo of America yet. 
but I haven't checked this morning. So it, we we might uh, usually Europe announces it, and then a couple days later, uh, Nintendo of America na- announces it. But here we we got. Um, uh, a tweet from Nintendo of Europe, and it says the Tetris 99 Grand Prix 6 is is on from 9 o'clock uh, Central European Standard Time on August 23rd until 9 uh, in the morning. I, I don't know if these are in the morning or at night. I think they're in the morning. Uh, 9 in the morning Central European Standard Time on August 27th. This time it is a special crossover event, crossover event with Fire Emblem Three Houses, and you can reserve. I'm sorry, reserve receive. I can't read today. You can receive an exclusive theme for it. So we take a look, and uh, I want to see what this theme looks like. Uh, so I'm scrolling down, and it doesn't show us what the theme looks like. But hey, as soon as this is uh, is as this loads up, I'm definitely going to try it out. And all you have to do in order to unlock the theme is during the event, uh, play enough to earn 100 points. So how do you earn points? You earn points by placing higher. The higher you place, the more points you get. At the most, like, I think if you are, if you come in 99th place, you earn two points, right? So if you are the worst Tetris player in the world, you'll come in last place and you get two points. And that means that you will have to play 50 games to unlock this if you are the worst player in the world. Chances are you're not the worst player in the world. There's going to be people who place lower than you. And as you place higher, you earn more points. I think that I probably unlocked it in, I don't know, either somewhere between 10 and 20 games. And then I unlock it. It's really easy to do. It takes probably uh, a half an hour to an hour, depending on how good you are. And and uh, you know how many people are playing to so you can get into games real quick, but it's really fun, and I highly recommend that you guys check it out because Tetris 99 is one of my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch, and I love how they keep bringing us back to keep playing. Uh, it, it's worth the twenty dollars for Nintendo Switch Online all by itself. Uh, um, Ivan Rodriguez in chat says, any idea why gung ho of America is waiting until 7 PM UK time to release Grandia HD collection on the Nintendo store. It's normally 1201 AM. You know, I really don't have a, a, um, an answer for you, Ivan. Uh, but that's very interesting why they're, why they're releasing it at, at 7 PM UK time. Uh, that's that's odd. Uh, but anyway, oh, 7 p.m. UK time. Yeah, I was going to I was going to do the math, but that's 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So that doesn't make any sense either. So I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Hopple in chat wants to point out that if you want to play Nintendo Switch offline, you can buy DLC, which you can. But there's really no reason to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. It's not fun to play against the bots. It's really fun to play against the other people. Uh, and it, you know, if you already have a Tetris game and you're like, why would I bother with this? It's if you have Nintendo Switch Online, it's free. So that's why you'd bother with it. Just check it out. It's really fun. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. All right. Uh, the next story that I want to talk about, and then we're gonna uh, get to a bunch of uh, feedback from you guys, is. Uh, this is actually really interesting. The South Australian Smash Central, uh, which is our consolidated source of all South Australian Super Smash Brothers events, announcements, uploads, and re- uh, results from the, S- the South Australia Smash organizers. 
Uh, they said they 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 posted this on uh, the fifteenth of August, and basically they they posted a twit longer, which is basically you know Twitter is limited to uh, two hundred and eighty characters, and they had a little more explanation to do, so they they used some website called Twitlonger uh, in order to give us more information. But they decided that they wanted to ban Hero. And if you don't play Smash and you're curious, what is it that we're talking about? Hero is the hero from Dragon Quest. And the hero from Dragon Quest uh, was recently added to Smash Brothers. When I was in New York City, I talked about this a little bit um, on the podcast because I was podcasting from my phone while I was on vacation. Uh, so I go back and listen to those episodes, but to give you like a really, really quick rundown, why, like I predicted that this was going to happen. Why would anybody ban a character from, um, from competitive play? And I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, because it's overpowered. That's not it. It's because there's randomness to it. Uh, the thing about the hero from Dragon Quest in Smash Brothers. Okay. Uh, let me rewind a little bit. Whenever they make uh, or they bring a new character to Smash Brothers, what they try and do is they try and make it feel like that character does in other games by giving them their own special set of rules. So, for instance, uh, when they brought Cloud from Final Fantasy VII over to Smash Brothers, along with him came uh, um, his his uh, oh gosh, it's um. His limit break gauge. I couldn't remember the word. They brought his limit ga- limit break gauge with him. So basically, whenever somebody's not nearby, you can uh, hit the B button, and he'll start charging up his limit break gauge. And then you can use that to make your attacks a little bit more powerful. When they brought Hero from Dragon Quest games into Smash Brothers, well, the Dragon Quest games are menu based uh, JRPGs. So they were they were like, well, let's let's do a lot of RNG stuff with him, and let's bring uh, in a menu. In fact, we'll populate the menu randomly. So when you hit B, it brings up the menu, and then you select from uh, you get four choices, or maybe it's five. I think it's four. You get four choices to select from, but those four choices are randomized each time. So there's a lot of randomness that comes to uh, or comes with that character. And people who are in competitive stuff, they don't like randomness because they want it to be based on skill. So let me read what they said here uh, from South Australian Smash Central. Uh, They said, uh, as of August 14th, Hero is banned at competitive events run by SASC. After a deliberation and plenty of discussion, we have concluded that Hero's design as a character is fundamentally dependent on randomness to the point that it is not reasonable in a competitive environment. RNG permeates every element of Hero's design, from spell selection to random critical hits and hocus-pocus effects. While randomness has, to varying degrees, always been present in competitive games and other Smash games, Hero is so dependent on randomness that it cannot be played around or accounted for in competitive play. The argument is similar to the reason why items are banned in competitive play. And that's usually very true. A lot of times it's no items when you do Smash Brothers uh, in competitive play because you don't want to lose because somebody got a, a, um, uh, an item 
that that you didn't have a chance at or or something. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, let me continue reading what they said. Uh, additionally, even other random effects in the game, such as G and oh Game and Watch's hammer or Peach's turnips, still require the player to connect with the move. Although it's not a central issue, many of Hero's random tools, such as Magic Burst, Edge Guards, Unblockable Kamikazes, or Psych Up Critical Shield Breaks, are frequently unavoidable and decide whole stocks. Random kill power and mobility buffs, as well as free zoom recoveries, have no counterplay and can significantly, significantly affect the outcome of a match. We want to emphasize that this ban is not because Hero is too strong, but because he is anti-competitive. We believe that tournaments are meant to provide an opportunity for players to demonstrate their skill, and that, as a general rule, the player who plays more skillfully should emerge victorious. Hero's design has a very strong potential to de-emphasize player skill, which isn't fair to those who work hard to improve their abilities for competition. All right. Having played Hero, I will say, and first off, for anybody who's curious, I'm terrible at Smash. Having played Hero, I do agree, and looking at his his skill set, I do agree that there's just too much randomness to that character, which is why I said almost a month ago uh, that that you know it's not going to be um, people in competitive um, arenas are not going to want Hero on the battlefield because of the randomness. Uh, whenever you are talking about competitive stuff, randomness is bad. Uh, so I completely understand why the South Australian Smash Central has decided to ban it from, ban that hero, or the, I'm sorry, that character uh, from future tournaments. And uh, I know that there's going to be people who complain about that, uh, especially if they've been maining hero, but I, I think that it's fair. And uh, if you disagree, please feel free to let me know. Uh, either tweet at me at Run Jump Stomp, or if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below uh, what you think about this change. Uh, okay, so we've got twenty. We're at twenty-five minutes, and I'm going to take. I don't think I have enough time to talk. I'm going to have to take all of the feedback that you guys gave me and put it in a light switch. You know what, Noah? I'm, I'm going to go a little long today because I want to get these done, and I don't want to put out a, a, a fifth episode this week. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and, and uh, hit the feedback. First off, uh, I've got an email from... Actually, oh, I almost missed. We've got the Nintendo download today. Shoot, okay. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, Nintendo download. Uh, every week on Thursday, Nintendo posts the Nintendo download... And sure enough, they did this week, and they want to talk about the games that are coming to the Nintendo Switch. So this week's download includes Rad. Rad is a 3D action roguelike set in a post-post-apocalyptic world where humanity has faced Armageddon not once, but twice. Playing as a teenage protagonist, you must venture into the fallow, an ever-changing radioactive wasteland filled with the unknown and unspeakable creatures. The Rad Game will be available on August 20th. That is in three days. Uh, and uh, yes, that is from Double Fine. If you don't know who Double Fine is, they made, I think, Brutal Legend, which was uh, that, that one game starring uh, Jack Black. And uh, they, they made a lot of old adventure games back in the day as well. And I also think that they made this uh, another game. 
was it called the cave maybe uh where you had all of these different characters and you had to go through the cave uh ivan rodriguez is telling me yeah it's uh grim fandango that they made uh but overall i think that this has a really cool art style and i'm i'm interested in checking this out uh when it comes to the switch i don't know if i'm gonna buy it right away i'll probably wait for it to go on sale or something uh but i think it looks very very cool uh, the next game that Nintendo wants us to know about is Oninaki. comes out on August 21st. It is a new action RPG game uh, and tells us the story of a watcher on a journey to protect life after death. The Oninaki game features exciting hack and slash style battles with deep customization of your demons and your weapons and your weapons. That comes out on the 21st and is going to be, well, it's on sale right now for pre-purchase at 40 Four ninety nine, um, and uh, it is. It currently doesn't have its rating complete yet, but it's got a neat looking art style. Uh, very kind of. Oh God, how do I describe it? Uh, almost like it, it. It reminds me a little bit of. Um, oh my God, what is uh, Link's Awakening? Just a little bit. Uh, not quite so toy like, but that same kind of angle so far from what I've seen from the video. Uh, anyway, that's Oninaki coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, hack and slash style game. Um, and I always like hack and slash style games. So, you know, uh, maybe I'll check this out, but, uh, again, not right away. I'm trying not to buy anything before, cause I still got Fire Emblem to play and I'm trying not to buy anything, uh, for any system before I end up, uh, with, uh, Link's Awakening on September 20th. All right. Other stuff that's coming to the Nintendo Switch, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got a no day uh, that's available on, oh, today, August 17th. We've got, what else is available? August 16th, this was yesterday, Escape from the Universe, Gravity Duck. Uh, August 19th would be Devious Dungeon 2 demo version. Sorry. And uh, let's see, what else is on the 19th? Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. And then on the 20th, we've got Invert as well as uh, Truck Racing Championship. And if you're still playing with your 3DS, uh, there's a game called Square Cat coming to the 3DS as well. Uh, Which, you know, every once in a while, there's another game for the 3DS that comes out. uh, And it always surprises me. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor when we come back. We've got feedback from you guys. Stick around. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. I've got uh, some emails here. I got an email from Schmokin' Herbs. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they said, Herbs here. I've listened to Switchcraft for squ- for quite some time. Uh, just recently started popping into Twitch to say hi. Thank you very much for doing that, Herbs. 
Uh, your community is real nice to new people. Well, thank you very much. I believe you get the chat room you deserve. Uh, so I always try and treat people nice. And anytime anybody's a jerk, I kick them out. And that, that makes it so that we have got fun people with us. Uh, the main reason for this email is just that I've been waiting on two green Joy-Cons forever now and have dreaded having to buy two sets of Joy-Cons just to get the color combo I want. Oh, look at this. The guy's name is Schmokin' Herbs and he wants green uh, Joy-Cons. I wonder why. Uh, anyway, now they're coming out as a special. I will be getting them alongside Luigi's Mansion 3 and cannot be more excited. I, I know you didn't seem that excited, but this is something I've wanted forever. Keep it up. Uh, herbs. Uh, thank you very much, Herbs, for the email. I appreciate it. Uh, I also got an email from Matthias, I believe. Uh, they said, Hi, Bill. I always enjoy your show. I would like to raise a potential topic for you. Have you heard about the disaster that is the Switch port of Pillars of Eternity? Many players are experiencing major gameplay graphics and stability bugs in the initial release. In regards, it just feels like an early beta that got shipped. All right, so he gave me a link to a Reddit uh, story, and so I'm just going to look through that real quick. Uh, basically, oh my God, excuse me, I drank too much water. Uh, they said, uh, in one hour of playtime, this is the stuff that this person noticed. The text sometimes scrambles or glitches out, making it unreadable. Sometimes it pops back to being readable, and sometimes not. Inventory items sometimes glitch out, making them unidentifiable. The combat log text sometimes gets stuck, causing new information to be below the maximum scroll height, making it unreadable. The, the game keeps zooming in to a ridiculously close zoom by default, even if you set the camera to be farther away. This happens after every cutscene slash load. There is no option to increase the combat speed like there was on PC. Uh, that is really weird um, because increasing the combat speed, like it's sometimes it's very, very slow. I played this game on PC and, and you know, it's slow, slow combat and you can make it go faster and then pause every time you need to. Just I think that that's a really good quality of life thing. And it seems odd that they would yank that out. Um there is no... Oh, I already read that. Uh, the game also has some serious pathfinding issues for NPCs. Keep in mind, this is only after one hour of playtime. There might be lots more. Considering it's a text-heavy game, it's kind of bad. Uh, then they've got a bunch of updates. So update number one. Some players are claiming ranged weapons do no damage and stats don't visibly change when equipping new gear. Update two. Versus Evil have posted on their Twitter... Uh, oh, and I have a link to this. Hold on. Let me open up the link. Uh, click, click, click. Here we go. Uh, Versus Evil posted on Twitter, we're tracking several quality of life bugs slash issues for the Switch version of Pillars of Eternity that was released today. No ETA on the update yet, but we're working on several known issues to help improve your experience in the world of Eternity. Okay. Uh, and then update three. The game has started to crash randomly when transitioning between areas. Has happened three times in under two hours of playtime. Some spells don't work at all. Move icons on the ground only rarely display some audio bugs here and there, mostly during combat. This is very disappointing. All right, so here's my, here's my solution. Don't buy the game until you hear that it's been fixed. Now, I will say that Pillars of Eternity is a fantastic game if you like CRPGs like Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and Neverwinter. Uh, so if you like those kind of games, 
Pillars of Eternity is fantastic, and you should definitely pick it up, but you should wait until it's been patched and it's up to snuff. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Matthias says, uh, Versus Evil is engaging with players on Twitter, so I hope we can get these issues fixed reasonably soon without making a big stink about it, but it raises the question of how a port of this miserable quality could ever be submitted to the eShop. I wonder what are your th- thoughts on this kind of issue. All right. Here's, here's my thoughts on it. The people making the game don't get to make decisions about the game. The people who make the decisions about the game are people who don't care about that stuff, and they only care about the ship date and the bottom line. And so this, this scream, and I don't have any inside information here, but this screams to me of some dude in a suit says, oh, it's broken? I don't care. Ship it and fix it afterwards. We got to hit our date. Instead of doing the right thing and saying, let's hold off, we're going to tell everybody we've got too many bugs to fix and we're not going to launch the game like this. We're going to fix it and we'll launch it and we'll have it, we'll have it in, we'll have it come out and be awesome because that's what everybody wants. That's what the developers want. That's what the game, the, the, the players want, but the guy in a suit doesn't give a damn. They're just there. They're basically accountants. They want to make sure that this number goes up and this number goes down and they don't care what that means ever. So I, I just, I can't stand when companies decide to ship a game that's not ready. It is very, very frustrating. Uh, so I, I'm not sure, uh, I, I, if, if I hear more about like them getting this stuff fixed, I will let you guys know. Uh, but uh, this is very frustrating, and I can understand why it, why people would be upset about that. Uh, Hopple says, maybe I should install it again. Did support it on Kickstarter, uh, and it was also, also buggy on PC in the beginning. I, don't, I didn't get it in the beginning on PC, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez says, sounds like No Man's Sky, and you know, No Man's Sky got fixed. Uh, everybody's saying that that game's fantastic now. I've not played it, but I've heard really good things about it these days. Uh, Hoppel said, I did just buy a new graphics card to play No Man's Sky with the newest update. So there you go. Uh, okay, I also got a tweet from Left Eye Focus. Uh, I had to close one eye to read that. Uh, they said, you can already have two green Joy-Con, in my case, by buying the European green and pink, and then have the uncle in North America who buys the pink green one for you, and you're ready to go. But pink pink is also really cool, and I have to say, I actually like the double pink more than the double green. I believe I mentioned this when I was um, when I was talking about the green Joy Cons originally. That a lot of people, well, not a lot, that many people already have the green green combo by importing. Uh, and then finally, we got an email from Corbin. Corbin says I was checking out the eShop and I was going down to Nintendo Switch Online. I saw that they had a Smash Bros. Uh, Spirit Board pack, and I was wondering, is there any game that you would like to see free stuff? from having Nintendo Switch Online like they have done with Smash and Splatoon. And um, sure, I would like I would like cosmetic stuff added to things like Mario Kart. So like I go in and I play Mario Kart and I can uh, have extra colors to switch for Mario or uh, or you know whoever or maybe have some some items that are Okay, so in Mario Kart, you build your cart. Like, you have the frame, and then the wheels, and then the glider, right? And the the different items have different stats. 
I would love it if they would have things that have the same stats that are already in the game, but have different cosmetic stuff that you could uh, unlock by having Nintendo Switch online and playing the game. I think that that would be really cool. It would uh, bring a lot more people back to the game. Uh, not that the game's dead. You can always find a game. Uh, but it would bring a lot of people who've, who've left the game back to it just to earn that cosmetic stuff. Uh, the thing that's important is make sure that it has the exact same stats as other items that you can get without having Nintendo Switch online, at least for me. Uh, anyway, it's time to button up this show. Uh, what ideas do you guys have for uh, things that we could get uh, like like they've done with Smash and Splatoon. Let me know uh, in the comment section down below or get a hold of me on Twitter. If you want to become a part of the community, you can do so by joining us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you can join us over on youtube.com slash runjumpstomp on Saturday. Uh, you can get a hold of me by emailing me runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. And if you are looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more shows like this, runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. You're awesome. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.